Welcome to Dodgers Dogs. As you can see, we have a full house tonight. Casey Porter here. So glad that you decided to tune in. It is Friday night in the big town, and we have Oster Brubaker, as you see. I believe on your screen, it's your top right. It might be top left if it's not backwards. On your bottom left, hey, how about it? You have requested it. I have answered a million different requests and messages. Coach Holt is finally back, and he is rocking a brand new L.A. hat, and he is super pumped about it. And as you see on your bottom right, we have Mike Salas, who has joined. And what we are going to do tonight, guys, and everybody out there, is we are going to celebrate this fantastic offseason. And, Coach, I know you've been in the coaching industry forever. The offseason does not win a single game. I get it. I understand all that. But, hey, man, this has been a hell of a lot of fun, hasn't it? Oh, it, it doesn't win a single game, but but it really does, Case. I mean, you know this. Uh, we spend a lot of time in the fall just with our high school kids and, and, and our coach, uh, the head coach, actually told them, which I've done and you have too, we're, we're setting the groundwork for what we're going to do in the spring when March 1st rolls around. Everything we're doing today, every drill, everything relates to game situations. So that's very that was very important for us. Now we're able to kind of fine-tune things as we get closer to, to a real game. So the offseason is huge. You, you, make, you can get the weight room. You can make yourself a better athlete, bigger, stronger, faster, whatever you want to call it. So the, and from the coaching end of the offseason is – you know, is is very important, but from what you what the top we're going to talk about tonight is just as important. So, oh, it's great though. We're all we're all zero and zero, and we know we love the Dodgers, and we can't wait to see what happens. Have not had a chance to even talk to you about this on the show. We've talked on the side a little bit, but since all of the stuff has gone down since Otani is signed, coach, give us kind of your thoughts about how you think the off season has gone, some of your favorite moments, and all of that. Well, we've talked before, Case, and, and being a, a Dodger fan since 1968 or 69, probably you guys weren't even born then. I know that. But uh, there's been several years, especially in recent years, which you guys can relate to, all of you can relate to. There's years of me and my brothers were like, what the heck are we doing? We're not doing anything. we got more money than everybody, than us and the Yankees. We don't do anything. We haven't done anything in offseason. We're not doing anything at the trade deadline. We, we've all had that complaint. Can't say that this now, year. No, and now this year everybody hates the Dodgers all of a sudden because they're spending all the money. We're going like so like everybody used to hate the Yankees because they were they had it. But no, as a Dodger fan, I love it. It's exciting. Uh, you know, Otani. All reports are that guy's just unbelievable work ethic. I saw some comments Gavin Lux had about him, and it looks like Kike wants to come back just because of him. He wants to play with him. So, uh, you know, and of course he gets uh, Joe Kelly's wife what a Lamborghini or whatever the heck he bought her for changing. <laughs> of course, coach, you got to know your different cars. <laughs> Kind of like whenever you went to Glinko, I told you you need to know all your different dog types, right? Got to know all your different cars if you're going to follow this team, right? All I know is the car I can't afford and I'll never drive. So I knew it was something Lamborghini, Porsche. But anyway, so it's all exciting. But, you know, then then we, you know, get get Hernandez, you know, the outfielder. I was wanting to kind of get Joey Gallo because I knew he was hitting a Matt Hall day. Now, he'll probably have a great year because Matt's really good at training hitters. But, yeah, I'm glad to see we got, you know, Hernandez, right? The, the outfielder. Is that, yeah, Teoscar. I don't have anything in front of me. Teoscar, yeah. And, uh, you know, then we got a pitcher glass now, you know, and then uh, we got the, just sign another day for the Red Sox, you know. Paxton. Uh, give me a name. Paxton, James Paxton, whatever. So it's it's great. Uh, they're doing everything they can. I mean, I, I think they're still looking for some bullpen help. I want to, you guys know more about this than I do, what I read up on there. Still looking for some bullpen. Maybe Kenley Jansen is back in the mix. Uh, of course, we're all wanting to re-sign Kershaw again. I guess it's still 
either going to be the Dodgers or the Rangers from what, what, is, what, I, what I saw. I don't see everything that you guys do. I don't do the homework you guys do. But it's been a, an all-season for the ages for us Dodger fans. I mean, we've never had – never seen anything like this. You know, I, I used to get mad at them several years ago because they kept signing guys that were on the back end of their career. Yeah. You know, we got Manny Ramirez when he couldn't hit a freaking fastball. Yeah. You know, why don't we, you know he used to be a killer. And the time we got him, he, you know, no more. All those guys, we love those guys. But they were on the back end of their career. They didn't, you know, they didn't have that production that they had in their younger age. But we got the dude, man, and Otani. We already had Mookie and Freddie. And, oh, man, I can't wait. Let's, 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 let's throw it out. Where's the, throw the first pitch tonight. No let's doubt, man. And – you have Gavin Lux back at shortstop, so that's going to be super fun. Mike, I know you're rejoicing as a – you're the one who actually does the real work out of this whole group, man. You save people's lives every single day that you show up as a fireman, so thank you so much for your service for that. But I know, hey, you're not just rejoicing this wonderful offseason. You're rejoicing that wonderful rain you're getting right now, aren't you? I am. It's We're going to be getting uh, quite a bit of rain here shortly within the next couple of days. So um, should make life a little bit more interesting for us. So, I know you're a huge Dodger fan. Obviously, tell us about you. That you know, I haven't really had a chance to talk to you a whole lot about what your favorite parts of this off season were. But just kind of hit the highlights for you, Mike. What were your favorite parts? I'm kind of in the same boat as coaches. You know, I was disappointed in years past. You know, with, with you know all the signings of the, you know, everybody on the tail end of their careers and or, you know, reclamation progress. Uh, projects with you know getting pitchers you know that are coming off of Tommy John surgery or they've had a bad year and we can fix them and yeah we've done a good job in fixing you know most but it just be not it's nice to actually see you know the Dodgers go out and spend some money this yeah. year I mean Do- Dodger fans have been asking for years and in a smart way go out yes go out and spend get players that that are going to help this team win a championship I don't want to see um JT come back you know Justin Turner you know played his part you know back in 16 and 17 and 18 you know I don't want to see uh Jock Peterson come back same thing that team is the past you know we need a new era of Dodger baseball and I'm glad that the front office has kind of seen that and we're heading in that direction right now and I'm super excited about this year Austin I don't think the Dodgers are done I do think they're going to add a high leverage reliever the new name that's popped up ever since. Okay, so Corbin Burns goes to the Orioles. I can't believe that the Orioles got that done for that price. You would have thought the Dodgers could have had at least matched that or done better than what the Orioles could do, but it could have been position-specific. But now that the, the Brewers, it seems like they're open for business. The new name is Devin Williams. Do the Dodgers need him, Austin? Yeah, that is a really good question. First off, I'll wish everybody a happy Groundhog Day. It's probably a top three <laughs> holiday of mine. It, it actually is a really big deal here in the Midwest with all the snow that we're getting. We want an early spring. Well, Punxsutawney Field provided. And we'll see what the Dodgers are able to do with the bullpen as far as getting a high leverage reliever. And Right now, the Milwaukee Brewers and the Baltimore Orioles had a trade. Corbin Burns is going to be a Baltimore Oriole. Good for them. Baltimore has been a team that's been in the basement of the AL East. They broke out. They have an incredible farm system. And now they have an ace to go with their staff. Obviously, that is a guy that has been in rumors for the Dodgers. Dodgers went in a different route. They got a Tyler Glass now via trade. And they went out and and signed Yoshinobu Yamamoto. So the question right now is, 
who do the Dodgers target for a bullpen piece, a high leverage potential closer piece? Devin Williams has been one of the best closing pitchers, relief pitchers in the game of baseball over the past couple of seasons. You look at ERA, you look at his strikeout numbers, you look at his baseball savant, it is almost all red, all in the 95th to 100th percentile. Devin Williams, we talk a lot about this, about the volatility of relief pitchers. Devin Williams would be the most sure bet probably that you would get out of relief pitcher. Now, he isn't the... I'm going to do a little bit of a pushback because I want to look at it through all of the different angles and I want to find out where there could be a potential flaw on this team and a flaw of going after a Devin Williams, which this is not to say don't go after Devin Williams. This is a potential warning sign that just getting Devin Williams might not complete the job. And that is his splits versus left-handed hitters. If you look at this Dodgers bullpen, they have a lot of guys who can get right-handed hitters out. You look at guys like a Joe Kelly, he can hit, get right-handed hitters out. A Evan Phillips can get a lot of right-handed hitters out. A lot of these guys in the bullpen are better against right-handed hitters than left-handed hitters. And you talk about maybe not trusting an Alex Vesia, maybe not trusting a Caleb Ferguson or a Ryan Yarbrough to get the elite left-handed hitters out. You look at Devin Williams' numbers over his career, there is a vast difference between his splits between right-handed hitters, which he is absolutely elite and throughout his career has absolutely ridiculous numbers, uh, versus right-handed hitters. He has a 132 expected FIP and a 138 FIP against right-handed hitters. That is absolutely insane. But if you look at his splits, career rise versus left-handed hitters, it jumps up to 354 and 406 for FIP and yeah. XFIP. His strikeouts drop down a little bit versus left-handed hitters. So Devin Williams, phenomenal. He's going to be an elite closer type piece. But if you get Devin Williams, is he the piece to get left-handed hitters out in the bullpen? I have very serious questions as far as that aspect. And if he is going to be the best fit or... Would it be better to go get a Tanner Scott? I don't think Devin Williams is going to be as expensive as Emmanuel Classe, who has basically three plus two years of control, so five years of control. Devin Williams has one plus one of club option that you can go ahead, so you'd be getting him for two years of control. And I'm also not 100% convinced that Milwaukee thinks that they're out of playoff yeah. contention. They have a lot of really good young pieces, so it's still going to take a lot. He's they not gave away a, Burns. I mean, they gave him away. Yes. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I will say that some of the yeah. guys that Baltimore got back in that pe- that deal can be really good, productive pieces going to the future for Milwaukee. Uh, but yeah, I guess, not, but not, not for what? But not, man, I'm that was that. I don't know. <laughs> I guess yeah. that was that was that was crazy. That, I mean, I, man, I couldn't I couldn't believe the deal that they. Had. I mean, I mean, I mean the, the the infielder out of New Mexico State. Okay, I mean Ortiz, and then the pitcher. Okay. I mean, for Corbin Burns? I mean, the Dodgers could have lapped that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, our our farm system, it, we could have gave up, you know, so much more, you know. It's just crazy. It, it was crazy to me what, you know, what what they got for him. I, I'm just truly amazed by that. If you'd have packaged Michael Bush, now, of course, the problem is, Alec Gamble, here's the problem. I'm sure they wanted a left-handed pitcher with major league experience, right, Coach? And Yeah. The thing Absolutely. is, Alec Gamboa and John Rooney, the two guys that are the closest to the major leagues, 
just got moved to the bullpen. So, you know as well as I do, Coach, a lot of times when you're filling out your lineup, it's not necessarily, hey, who is the best guy? It's who fits best in this, you know, when you're putting your best your best nine out there. Sometimes it's always not necessarily your best nine baseball players. It's who fits best where. So, it may have just been a situation to where they really wanted a left-handed starter that has major league experience. But that goes to, again, kind of some of what we talk about some. If the Dodgers would get these guys experience in the major leagues when they're 23-24, so by the time they are 25, this goes to show how valuable a 25-year-old left-hander with major league experience actually is. Right, Coach? Absolutely. That's what we said. we got guys sitting here are major league ready. You don't know if you'll ever get them in there. If you do, is it, is it going to be too late? Or, or again, we're going to see them being traded because we're your trying to get trying to fill out your 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 roster. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a situation. I don't know. I hate seeing those young guys. You know, you have to use them as we talked about before. You have to use them when you start moving, get making trades and doing things like that. But man, you're talking about the Orioles. I guess next. Maybe close to the Dodgers, anybody's first minor league as far as it. They beat they beat the system. Dodgers minor league system. They are number yeah. one this year, yes, right? They, they, I see they, one of them every day down yep. at Jackson Holiday down here. He looks like he's ready to step out in there. He's <laughs> huge. He's been down our ballpark the other day. But yeah, you missed coaching there. him by one year, Coach. Oh, man. I could have been a lot smarter. Yes, you would. I look would. pretty smart with Ethan Holiday. <laughs> even though, yeah, Ethan's going to make you look pretty smart, though. Ethan's going to make us look pretty smart, too. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the, the Orioles got a great, you know, great farm system, too. But, you know, I know. I know we've talked about this several times. I wish they'd got some of those guys. And, of course, you know, it was the greatest thing ever. What the, I mean, in my opinion, is Major League Baseball, what Roberts and the staff did last mm-hmm. year when they lose an entire starting rotation. Nobody could have done that and then accomplish what the Dodgers did. Of course, obviously, I won't get into the fact that they didn't go as far as we wanted, but that's that's neither here nor there at this point. We're looking towards a new season. Like I told a kid today, he's having trouble during the scrimmage and struggling. It's always the next pitch, man. I said, always. You know, forget it. Forget it. This is the next pitch business. You better you better get off that as quick as you can to get on the next one because that's that's what this is all about. What have you done for me lately? And, uh, you know, that, that's that's really what you all you can go on this for. By the way, why am I doing on, on here with all these smart guys? You know, you got this this you know, Austin and these guys got firefighters. Coach, you're way too <laughs> humble, brother. I've been having people been hammering me to get coach on back on. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that smart either. <laughs> hey, Austin, should well let's get back to some of the chat here. Okay. We have a wonderful chat set up already tonight. Austin, Kenneth Hall, good evening, Kenneth. Thank you so much for joining Dodgers Dogs as part of the Dodgers Daily Network. You're seeing Austin Brubaker, Mike Solis. Coach Holt and my ugly mug on the screen. And I want to thank you so much for joining Friday night in the big town. And if you have not done it so far, hit that like button, leave a comment, tell all your friends about Dodgers dogs as part of the Dodgers daily network and make sure and subscribe. And Mike has set me up with a new discord server and we're going to be pushing that. I did not actually get the, get it set up where it give you the link tonight in this chat. I may do that here in just a minute, but Let's get to our chat, Austin. Kenneth Hall, good evening, Kenneth. Thank you so much for joining. Should the Dodgers be worried about James Paxton's health? 
I mean, especially with the news that came out that the contract had been lowered from the $11 million initial offer to a $7 million base salary with incentives for the amount of innings that he's able to pitch. I think there has to be at least a little bit of level of concern from the Dodgers, from Dodgers fans about James Paxton's health, because clearly they saw something within the medical records, whether you think it's serious or not, that concerns the Dodgers at least a little bit. So, and given his past history of dealing with injuries, I would be a little bit concerned. And that would be something I'd be a little bit concerned about going into the season with the health of several of these Dodgers pitchers with Tyler Glass now with a Walker Bueller. And even with some of these younger guys as they get more and more innings, and especially yep. if they pitch them inconsistently between Oklahoma City and Los Angeles, there is going to be concern for the health of these pitchers. The Dodgers are going to have to be strategic in how they use their arms. It's strategic in how they make sure that they stay healthy through the course of the season. James Paxton isn't going to, is going to be a concern for the Dodgers. They're going to be worried about how to keep him healthy. And so now it's going to be up to the Dodgers, their staff, to put their pitchers in the best possible position to be healthy. Yes, we appreciate your wonderful comment here. Thank you so much for joining Dodgers Dogs tonight. Friday night in the big town. Good evening, guys. Thank you for your baseball insight. Well, we thank you for joining and being a part of this wonderful community. Say it every single time. Dodgers Daily does not have the biggest uh, community. Definitely doesn't have the biggest community. Absolutely the best baseball fans whatsoever. No doubt about that. And you guys are all part of it. Danielle Finn. Hi, Dodgers fans. Good evening. Back to you. And as DS says, no doubt about it. Smash that like button. Danielle Finn, has this been the most exciting yet longest offseason ever, Mike? We are close. We are close. You know, I, I wouldn't say the longest. I'd say the most productive. Yeah. You know, and, you know, in quite a while. Um, so I wouldn't say the longest offseason. It's been the most exciting and, the you know, really good to see, you know, it, in the beginning, it was a, a little stagnant, you know, because everybody's waiting for the Shohei Otani, yeah. you know, um, ball to drop to see where he was going to be going. And, you know, they, we had all the reports and looking at plane flights that were going to Canada. And, you know, and he ends up being, you know, in his house, you know, down in, you know, down in California. And, and then, you know, he signs with the Dodgers, which was which was amazing. You know, so I think. I don't. I wouldn't say it was long. I'd say it's been like super exciting mm-hmm. and a breath of fresh air finally, you know. And uh, Dodger fans have something to really smile about and to be um, excited for this season. But one thing that I will say is I don't have. I'm not getting my expectations up. You know, I want to see what this team yeah. does because that's a great point. They could they could lose just as easy as anybody can lose. You know, no matter who is on the team, they could still lose. You know, so I'm I'm hopeful that they will be going to the World Series this year. And I, you know, have high hopes for it. I think that they will. But, you know, I'm not going to be deflated over it. Unlike last year, last year, you know, I wasn't that surprised about last year, you know, to be honest with you. Um, I think my view of it was a little bit more realistic for myself to where, you know, uh, the, the Dodger organization, you know, I viewed it as a rebuilding year personally. You know, I was glad to see, you know, all the all the folks that come up, you know, and start pitching and start, you know, in the infield and all that. I was really surprised that we won 100 games. Yeah. 
I think I was more surprised about that. that you know, I think Doc than, was surprised you know, about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I didn't think, I never thought we were going to the World Series. Never thought it, you know, last year. But this year, I'm hopeful. Yeah. And I think we have a, a very high chance of winning it all this year. Coach, you know as well as I do, we've been in NS for a long time and in situations to know just how volatile it is. I mean, well, we're perfect examples that you take some of your teams that maybe don't have as much talent and you win a championship – and then you have other teams that have like five Division One players on it, and you don't win a championship. Baseball is the ultimate wild card, right? So take us through kind of how, how you view as much talent as the Dodgers have assembled. How do you view, with all the experience that you have in this game, in terms of do the Dodgers need to make a World Series to make Coach Holt happy? Or is, is Co- where would Coach Holt draw the line to be disappointed with this season? I think it's uh, – I think it's uh... – World Series or bust. I'd say World Championship awesome. or bust. I mean, I'm, if you're throwing that kind of money out there, uh, Michael and Austin don't understand what you know about me being a Dallas Cowboy yeah. fan. So, Michael, I can relate to that being a Dallas Cowboy fan. <laughs> Every year, Jerry Jones, we're all in. The other day, he says, we're all in. I thought, well, what have we been up till this time? You're charging $1,000 for parking or whatever. Anyway, but to answer your question, Case, of course, you played on a team like that. Yeah. We had a state champion, and you you were on that team. We had no Division One players yes. on there. We had a it was a, a totally solid team. We've seen, as much as I hate to admit, I've always had a lot of respect for Bruce Bochy and the Giants, even though by birth I'm supposed to hate the Giants. Yes. But they won some They won some uh, World Series when they really, you know, go as a wild card. The Cardinals did it one time, and Matt was there in 2011 as, as a wild card. So that's very well put. The, the talent is always great. You know I mean? Other, if that was the case, the Padres should have won it last year. All the cats they had rolling out there. But uh, I, I think when, when you go out – well, you know, Jerry Jones is all in now in 2024, but it's no doubt the Dodgers are all in. Yes. I mean, there's no doubt that the Dodgers are all in. And I think it, if they don't win the World Series, I mean, you're not, you're not ready to slice your wrist or anything. We're not anything stupid here, but I'm just saying, don't win the World Series, it's got to be a disappointment because of, uh, good Lord, us Dodger, us Dodger fans, you got to love the fact that they're all in. No doubt. I mean, there's no doubt they're all in. I love Jerry Jones as an owner. I hate him as a general manager, whatever else he does down there. Yeah, and the problem is he's both because he is the owner, right? Absolutely. Okay. And he's going to stay that way. He's the boss. I'm really going to put you on the spot here, and I can't wait to hear Uh your answer to this question. This is going to be must-see TV, Coach. And and from from all of this, the the pitching and all that, okay, do you think this is a team with the Dodgers that is going – I mean, what is the difference between this year and some of the past year's teams? I mean, what – what would be the differentiating factor that that would take some of the wild cards out for you? Well, I mean, we're going to put an offensive lineup out there. It's going to be, you know, they've got a great lineup. You know, they, they've had one. The Braves are an amazing team. Uh, but, you know, pitching, you know, just like we're talking about our high school team here. We've got a great offense and defense. But, you know, if the pitching comes around, we have a chance to win state championship. It's the same way there. I mean, you know, last year what you had, you know, we're, we're looking at Kershaw. He, if he's available, it's the middle of the year. You know, like 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 Michael mentioned a while ago, all the guys that are hurt, are, what are we going to, you know, and is Kershaw going to be good at the middle of the year? This means he's available. Does that mean he's uh, where he needs to be? We know he's not what he used to be. Mm-hmm. There's no way at 35, 36 years. If they old. sign him, yeah. If they, if they even sign him. Yeah. So, you know, I think this team, you know, the offensive, offensive team ought to be out of this world. I mean, yeah. I just get, you know, as far as the major league level, but as we know, 
it, when it comes down to it in October, it's going to be the pitching, yep. and, and our pitching got blue completely up, you know, in October. Do, do you season. like that? I mean, are, are you totally sold on, on the pitching that they got? I mean, Yamamoto never never threw an inning at the major league level. You've got you've got uh, you've got Glass now, who's been hurt. Paxton. I mean, are you totally are you totally sold on this? Uh, no, because uh, uh, Mitch, I think also I, the Dodger dogs are driving me nuts. <laughs> hey, you didn't know I had these props. Here, the Dodger dogs. These are the Dodger dogs. Thanks, honey. <laughs> what? Melissa to the rescue. Getting our Dodger dogs out of here. So there's some variability to the pitching. You're saying, okay, well, last question before yes. I move over to Austin. I got some questions okay. for Austin, too. Well, I got a follow-up, Casey, okay. you know, for both you and, right. and the coach, you know, because I, I agree with uh, – who was it? With with Craig. Uh, with Craig, you know. Okay. In my opinion, you know, what the team has been lacking is leadership. Yeah. You know, in there. We have, you know, a solid team, you know, that's there. We have the players that are there now. So in your in both of your guys' opinion, you know, for you know for twenty twenty four and and beyond, who is the leader? Oh, that's easy. You know, of of this team, you know, who's it going to be? Who's the one who's going to step up? That's there. And my second part to that is we have all these new players now. As you well know, coach, you need cohesion. You need buy-in. Is it going to be easy or is it going to be difficult this year? Because I think, in my opinion, that's going to be the a big struggle for the Dodgers this year. There's no doubt about this. You see the the, the, the super teams in, in NBA basketball. They don't always win either. You know they do sometimes, but it's it's the same thing. You you, you have to have cohesive. Baseball is, is is a is it's a it's a negative sport for 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 individuals. You know it's mm-hmm. a, it's a game of failure. You know you got to be you you fail seven out of ten times. You're a great hitter. There's no other sport in the world like that. You know so. And, and leadership is huge. You know, who's the leader in there? You, manager can't do it all. You know, uh, I remember Casey's dad used to always say, when I co- you know, that your coach shouldn't have to ride you like a dog every day. In other words, you need to get yourself amongst you. You guys need to show leadership, do your part, you know, as a team to, uh, to, to, to get that cohesiveness. And it's not something you can just wish and walk in there and Roberts can walk in the clubhouse and go, hey, we got to get some cohesiveness. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Especially with these, 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 you're talking about full grown men here. Million, every one of them's a millionaire. You know, they're worth more than anybody coaching them. them. Yes, they, they make more than anybody coach them. So you're not going to go in there and demand if they respect you or demand they're a cohesive unit. You know, it, it's going to have to happen. So as you mentioned, Michael, who's the leaders on that? You know, you need leadership. Shohei. Shohei. I mean, he, he's the guy that should be. You know, of course, Freddie and Mookie have been there. You know, but you've got some great candidates. You know, who's it going to be? Shohei's obviously doing it by his work ethic, what you hear in all season mm-hmm. workouts there at Dodger Stadium. And, you know, on the mound, you always have, I assume you always had a Kershaw in there as your, as your leader, you know, in the mound. You know, even if he's just sitting in the dugout in the bullpen and getting his work in, you know, when the season starts, that's probably big amongst the, the, the pitching staff to have a guy like him. You know, Yamamoto, I mean, he he's he was getting major league hitters out in the World Baseball Classic. He sure was. I think that's why he got what he – he was making those guys look stupid there. Even though he hasn't thrown a game in a major league game, he has lit up some major league hitters. So, mm-hmm. that's why he got what he got. But, yeah, you're absolutely right, Michael. The, the leadership, the cohesiveness, if it doesn't come – you'll see what you – I assume that's what happened to the Padres last year. They, they, they were horrible. And they got talent everywhere. Mm-hmm. They got the Cy Young winner. They got cats everywhere. And, you know, and it just didn't work for whatever reason. So that's a scary part. Yeah, because uh, you, you, know, you got that. You got the highest yeah. paid. 
You got the highest paid player in in major league history on the team. You got a higher pay, a high paid, you know, Japanese pitcher that you know that's coming from the MPB. You know, you got Glassnell that's coming in, who's coming home. You know, that's there. You have Mookie, who's you know, in my opinion, that's probably going to be unpopular with a lot of people. Is not a leader of this team. You know, he's just a player for them. He doesn't voice his opinion on things, and he doesn't you know push the team. Freddie's kind of the same way. You know, so that's why I was asking, you know, who is it going to be this year? We got all these new folks over there. Justin Turner was the leader. You know, he, we knew that, you know, he he threw down the gauntlet, you know, in times. You know, Jason you know, Hayward, that guy, you guys know more about yeah, it. It's going to be Otani, guys. It's, there's no doubt about this. It has to be. This is Otani's team, man. I mean, yeah. he got this whole team together. That was that first video after this whole thing. It, the biggest part of one of the biggest parts of signing Otani was he was going to be your biggest recruiter. And he recruited Tyler Glass. Now he recruited Yamamoto. This is squarely, in my opinion, no doubt about it, this is Shohei Otani's team. This is Shohei Otani's era, not just his team. This is Shohei Otani's era of Dodgers baseball. He didn't come to the – and the, another reason why I say that, by deferring that money, guys, he put his money where his mouth is, which is – that's how – that's yeah. the baseball language to players is put your yeah. money where your mouth is. He did that, Coach, and he didn't do that. He did that only to win world championships. So let me ask you this before we get back to Austin with some great comments that we have. How many years does Dave Roberts get without how, – how long – how how quickly did the Dodgers have to win a world championship before the Dodgers would move on from Dave Roberts? I would think – I would think two yeah. minimum. I would think – Two max. You can't do it this year. Two max, I mean, yeah. He – you know, he should have been a manager of the year of what he did last year. But take the playoffs out of it. But yeah, they, they stunk in the playoffs. But what Agreed. he accomplished, you know, with that team being the manager with no starting rotation left, you know, but I think two max maybe, you know, at some point, yeah, they're 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 winning now. I mean, that, that's you know, we're winning now or we're gonna move on to somebody else. You know, I could be wrong. They may if they if they lay an egg next year, he may be gone next Not year. Not that it would be his fault. But no. if you can't win with this roster, a war, at least, you know, like we said, I mean, winning a World Series, sometimes it takes a lot. But if you can't sure. win a World Series in the next couple of years with this roster, yeah. then I yeah. think it's fair to say you need a new voice. Yeah. George Steinbrenner fired Billy several times over that same thing. Yeah, I think there's no doubt about it. That, that That's where you are. It being a, That's why you know, we love the Dodgers. That's the organization they are. They're, you know, that, that's the way the Yankees are. You know I mean? Uh, Evidently, Dallas in that way. They're going to keep their coach forever down there. But I hate to keep going to get to that. We're talking baseball, so I'll shut up. But anyway, same. It's the same concept. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, it's two max for Roberts. I, you know, I think he did. You know, he did a great job. And you know, last year I think a lot of people thought he did a poor job. So, you know, I mean, I know I know how that goes. I've been a coach, a head coach for twenty five years, and uh, I got real dumb when graduation. When the kids walked across the stage from graduation, I got real dumb at times. So. You know, I know how that works too. So you, it didn't take long for your outhouse to penthouse or penthouse outhouse, whatever you want to call it. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, I think he should have been manager of the year last year also. You know, he did an outstanding job. You know, but one thing that scares me about, you know, bringing Kenley Jensen back is, you know, Dave Roger, Dave Roberts' decision making process, you know, and when the d- game was on the line and bringing in Kenley, you know, in certain positions just wasn't the right he thing. He has to his do. guys. You know, and, um, you know, that's what scares me about bringing, you know, Kenley Jansen back. I, I think he'll do a, gr- a good job and he'll be okay. I'm a no you know, on that, by the in, way. In positions, I'm, 
I, I agree, but if they bring him back, you know, I think he'll do pretty good, you know, but for certain situations, but Dave Roberts scares me in that in, when he comes back, you know, in his decision-making process. If he screws up this year, if we go to the playoffs in the NLDS or or sooner, he's out this year. In my if opinion. he makes mistakes, yeah. yeah. If he makes glaring yes. mistakes, yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, hey, Austin, Alec Gamboa, John Rooney, it does seem like we have a question or a kind of a statement here from Daryl Jackson. Daryl, thank you so much for joining. Daryl's one of our just wonderful uh, – He's one, I don't like to call it – Coach, you know, we like to work together, not for each other, that kind of deal. So right. we're all Absolutely. doing this together. Uh, Daryl always leaves such wonderful comments. Alec Gamboa, John Rooney, it does seem like they're being a little bit disrespected, a little bit jumped over. These are two guys that are very talented. John Rooney has the best pickoff move in all of baseball. Matter of fact, he's picked off so many guys in his professional career. He actually has added up to a nine-inning game. Alec Gamboa reached 99 from the left side. If you take away, you know, the beginning and the end of last year, John Alec Gamboa was dominant. So it seems like they are getting jumped over and then also kind of tied with that being a left-handed pitcher. Blake Snell is out there. Address those issues, Austin. Yeah, no, that is that is some really good questions. We've talked a lot about Alec Gamboa, John Rooney being that next wave of left-handed bullpen pieces that are in this Dodgers system. Both have incredible talent, yet they don't have any room for them on the 40-man roster right now, which is why I think they're getting jumped over a little bit, why they're getting overlooked. You look at all of the guys on the 40-man roster right now, it's very hard to identify guys that you don't like on yeah. this 40-man. Even guys from, even guys towards the back end that the, some Dodgers fans might not know a ton about, like a Gus Barlin and Ricky Manasco. Those guys are real dudes. They are. There's a reason why the Dodgers have them on the 40-man roster. So I think with where the Dodgers are at in their roster, as far as their goals, we talked about it. They have to win a World Series within the next couple of seasons because you have to do it during the prime of Shohei Otani, Mookie Betts, and Freddie Freeman. This is going to be your best opportunity to win a World Series, and they have to maximize their opportunity. And so they've added a ton of pieces that they believe can best help them in that pursuit of a World Series crown. That means adding a bunch of veterans. That means adding a bunch of talent but that also limits some of your ability to have some of these younger guys come up, not just that are on the 40 man, but that also limits your ability to add guys onto that 40 man and then find room for them in the major league. So Alec Gamboa, John Rooney, both incredible. If the Dodgers don't go out and get a left-handed bullpen piece, you could see them, especially with Tony Gonsolin and Dustin May going onto the 60 day injured list. Find ways to capitalize on John Rooney, Alec Gamboa. Although, if you look at this bullpen, it's very tough to yep. see even some even then guy like him. Kyle Hurt be able to do that. So that brings up the opportunity. You can't waste these guys' career no. in Oklahoma City. I don't want to see them hold on to these guys just to hold on to talent. It's just a stockpile of talent. As much as there's going to be injuries and as much as you have to keep some of these guys, I don't want all of these guys' careers wasted in Oklahoma City. Now, for Blake Snell, I haven't seen anything, any real news about him signing anywhere. As far as I know, it's been reported that he's had maybe one offer during this during this offseason, and that was, I believe, from the Yankees. Who is his so agent? I don't know. Do know? I don't yeah. remember exactly who his agent is. but um, I think he's with Boris. Is he a Boris? Okay. Yeah, I think the last, last three are, are like him and um, 
and Bellinger are the, the holdouts. And I think they're both uh, Boris. Yeah, so with Blake Snell, obviously the reigning National League Cy Young Award winner, there's a lot of good things that you like about Blake Snell. There's also a lot of warning signs if you look at the underlying numbers, if you look at some of the FIP, the XFIP, the walk numbers. is that Did we see the best version of Blake Snell? And as he gets into his older seasons, as he gets to age 31, 32, 33, and you have to give him a long-term deal. Are you going to end up regretting that? I think a lot of teams have... Yeah, I think a lot of teams... I think that plays a part of it, but I think a lot of teams are moving more towards the maximizing the contract that you're giving out to players and not spending money on players that have produced in the past but won't produce in the future. You have to pay for future production, which is why the Dodgers paid Yoshinobu Yamamoto as much as money as they did. Not as a, yeah. He's 25 years old, and they're getting him during the prime of his career. Um, I think with Blake Snell, he's going into this market, and he's got a lot of really good things, and somebody's going to get a great pitcher out of it. But for during the back end of that contract, yeah, I know. <laughs> the back end of that contract, how is that going to look? I don't think he's an option right now for the Dodgers. I think their rotation pretty much is set for the starting rotation. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up as a free agent. Uh, just one thing, show note, Casey, I'm seeing that we have, looks like a limit of an hour for these calls, so I might jump off and then jump back well, on. Well, we're going to take it to me here in about, uh, a couple of minutes, and then we're going to all re-sign back on and, and get Sounds right good. back after it. So I'll, I'll be able to do that. I think we have like maybe seven or eight more minutes there. Hey, this one's for you too, and this actually went to me, but I think you would know this better. Devin Williams asking price. What do you think it would be, Austin? Ooh, that, that's a really good one. And it's interesting because um, is Milwaukee going into full sale or full – we want to bring up this next group of young players. Milwaukee has a ton of really talented young players on their roster. And I still think they're going to be decent. And with the National League Central still being one of the weaker divisions in baseball, right next to the American League Central, I think they still have a chance to be competitive. So I'm not entirely sure if Devin Williams is going to be available. Um, he will not cost the same as Emmanuel Classe will, just because he has three possible less years of control than class a does uh so he's going to i i honestly don't know what he's going to require maybe something similar to the corbin burns although i don't know what it's the difference is bullpen versus starting pitcher corbin burns for one year devin williams for two i'm gonna guess it's gonna be somewhere similar to that price range maybe two good solid prospects which is will one will one pitcher and one one position player be my guess something around that minus the draft pick that they got yeah. is what they would be looking for and they can wait as long as they want they can wait till midseason when teams start to get desperate for bullpen pieces if the dodgers want devin williams they can get him and they can get him with guys that they have duplicates of it's it's mm-hmm. really that simple hey guys let's go ahead and take a one minute break on this And then as we do that, let's go ahead and reconnect, and we will start again. So we are going to take a one-minute break. We will be back in one minute. We have lots of questions. Hey, if you're in the lobby, please don't leave. We'll be back in exactly 60 seconds. Okay, thank you.
All right, here we go. We did? All right, ready? All right, here we go. We are back. So uh, super excited about getting back. I appreciate you yeah, hanging with us there. Hopefully I'm getting back here. We have, yeah, we still have the exact same crowd we left with. So thank you so much for hanging in there with us on Dodgers Dogs here. So the asking price for Devin Williams, I would say probably like a Gavin Stone, maybe a River Ryan, and then probably like a maybe a Jose Ramos. Would you say that would get Devin Williams, Austin? Uh, potentially, you have really two intriguing, especially if you do. I think Andy Pajes would get him. Oh yeah, Andy Pajes is incredibly talented. I don't know if the Dodgers want to move yeah, right. on from him if they have expectation of keeping him or starting him in 2025. Uh, there are different packages that you can put together that would entice Milwaukee to trade a Devin Williams because I don't think they're going to be signing him past reagency. I think at some point yeah. they will trade him. It's just, they're probably going to wait for what they believe is going to be the best offer for their team. One of the reasons I think why I think they traded Corbin Burns is they saw what happened this past season with Brandon Woodruff getting injured. Yeah. They didn't have an opportunity to capitalize on the value that he provided. So they had to make some sort of move and capitalize on talent that is Corbin Burns since they weren't going to sign him a free agency at some point Milwaukee will budge I don't know when is the best opportunity to strike and you're going to have to strike at some point if you want to get Devin Williams all right coach let's talk about Gavin Lux and Willie Adamas of course with Corbin Burns being traded now it just it gives that appearance same, the same reason we're talking about Devin Williams it just gives the appearance that Milwaukee is is open for business right so, Willie Adamas, an elite shortstop offensively. Here's his offensive numbers from last year. 217 average, OPS 717, strikeout percentage 25.9, ISO 2020, WRC plus 94, which means a WC plus of 100 is average. So, he's 6% below average compared to the rest of the league. A war of 3.4 and just five stolen bases. So... A guy like that, that that we've heard about for so long, would you rather have that guy or would you rather just go give Gavin Lux the shot at shortstop? Let's give Gavin Lux a shot. It's what you were going to do last year. I mean, yeah. it was it was it was a done deal last year until spring training when he got hurt. So, you know, why why is this year any different? If you thought he could do it last year, I know I know the ACL injury. I get that part, but I'm not there and I'm not the trainer. They they seem to think that he's going to be fine. You know, go with him. As you guys were talking about the pitching a while ago, I get I, I hate seeing those young guns down and stay down in, in the minor leagues. This is what the Dodgers have done historically, all the way back to Gordy and Say and, and uh, Russell, that whole crew coming up the same time in Lopes. Uh, bring them up. I mean, <laughs> Casey, we've talked about the, the young guns saved our bacon last year. Yes. When we lost our entire rotation, those guys not, had to step in when it was a pennant race, when it was a two-game lead. And those guys saved our bacon. And they're very time. talented. I mean, and they're, they're explosive arms. Let's get those lefties in there, 100 mile hour lefties in there. I mean, you know, you're all in now. There's something, I don't know why. I mean, I don't know. Some point you just got to uh, put them in there, let them come out of the bullpen, blowing snot, and just let those young guns in there. They don't, not smart, they're not smart enough to be scared because they're young. They don't have the experience. But, but come out there and let it fly and see what we got. That's my opinion, but that's just an old coach here that like to see young kids excel. And and the Dodgers have made a, a, a have made a history off of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why we have the we being the Dodgers. That's why they have the, the history of the great minor leagues. 
I like, I'm like you guys. I hate seeing Gamboa and those guys sit there. Either trade them or – but if we're worried about, you know, Devin Williams, we're worried about this, worried about that, If just bring those cats in. You can yeah. always sit them back down. Yeah. I mean, I hate, I hate to look at it that way. But yeah, or go like get said, Devin Williams and trade them. guys last year. Yeah, exactly. If we, we don't have those cats last year, we're going to lose it. We're going to lose that lead by 10 games, you know. Yeah. Of course, the deep backs end up winning, you know, getting the World Series. They'd probably won the division if we had – if those guys hadn't come through. You know, at some point, I know they had a bad spell there, but yeah, I don't know. I, 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 at some point, you got all hey, you're surrounding them with, you know, a Hall of Fame Mount Rushmore of offensive players. I yes. mean, and defense. I mean, in defensive guys. I mean, how bad? How bad they got to be? You know, I mean, I don't know, you know, the, if they're not good, you know, the road to Oklahoma City, everybody knows where it's at. You are a coach. You I are a coach, Oklahoma but City, you're also a big yeah. Dodgers fan. So, how much yes. do you trust the rookie incorporation here? Do you, do you want an all-veteran team because you want a World Series? Bring There's kind of an interesting mix for you between coach and fan here, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan like you guys are. I mean, I'm a big fan of it, but I try to think about, you know, from the coaching standpoint of it, I'm not a major league coach, never have, never will be, and never, don't claim to be. But, you know, you see those teams that win up there. I mean, the, the Rangers are a good example. I, I'm a – that's my second favorite team. Yes. So I was pretty happy the Rangers won, but because I grew up in this part of the country, but that's a prime example of, of, of people who, you know, they had the manager, they, they came to get the right time. They had a brought young 21 year old left fielder up who set it on fire, got him up there. You know, I mean, they, you know, Seeger has a big, whatever they had everything, everything fell into place from that's yes. what it takes to win it all. You know, good fortune. I, I, I love it. If, if, you know, if these guys are these young young guns, and, and and you feel like they're ready. You know, last year those guys didn't have any choice. You're coming up whether you're ready or not because everybody's right. Hurt. You have a choice this year, so do you make you that choice, choice to go with them? Yeah. What? You, 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 you got to do that. You got to trade them. Yeah. Right. I mean, you got to do one or the other. Right. And and that's why you know that's that that poses the question. You know, is is the Dodgers offseason done? No. You know. All right. I, they're they're I, either going to sign Kershaw or make another move. They're not done. Well, I mean, besides besides Kershaw, you know, I honestly I don't think they needed to make another move. You know, to be perfectly honest, you know, I, I agree completely with what Coach was saying. You know, are yeah. what, what are our missing pieces that are left? You know, relievers. You know, we never did went out and got you know a we got you know Tioscar you know Hernandez you know that's there, but you know we never got another uh, left fielder. You know, that's going to be up to whoever, you know, maybe Chris Taylor that's there. So they never went after that portion of it. You know, so the relievers is what we have. We have a perfect farm system. And the guys proved last year, just like Coach was saying, they came up and they threw the ball and they dealt it. You know, I have no doubt in my mind that these kids that are in that are in Oklahoma right now could come up and fill that, that role right now. That's why I think in my and opinion. Always sit them back I think, down. Yeah. yeah, I think I think we're, we're pretty much done. Well, the, to go to your point there, too, I mean, the two lefties, I think what Austin's saying earlier is 100% correct. Whoever it is, you need somebody that's going to be dominant against left-handed hitters late in the game. Typically speaking, that's going to be a left-handed pitcher, right? right. My, my interview with James Outman is coming. If you don't believe me, watch that interview. I'm going to release it Tuesday night. James Outman will tell you. As a left-handed hitter, it is hard to hit major major league left-handed pitchers, right? So if you're talking mm-hmm. about needing a high leverage left, you know, to get high leverage outs against left-handed hitters, 
You would think that would be a, a left-handed pitcher doing that. So the guys that you have available in-house are Alec Gamboa, John Rooney. That's another reason why I also think Ronan Kopp is closer than a lot of people think. If this dude throws strikes, man, this guy is just absolutely explosive. So th that goes to I still think the Dodgers, they need to make their – because they don't have Alec Gamboa or John Rooney, either one of them, on the 40-man. So it's Caleb Ferguson, that guy. That's going to get all your left-handers out in late-inning games. Is that guy Ryan Yarbrough? No. Is that guy Alex Vesia? No. The only guy I think it could be in the eighth inning to get the lefties out would be Caleb Ferguson. So you got to make your mind up right now. Is it going to be him? Is it going to be Alec Gamboa or John Rooney? And if it's not, to win a World Series, again, the bar is not to win games. We know this team's going to win games. Mm -hmm. The bar is to win a World Series and to do so with all of the variable factors there are that can go wrong. You have to make yourself as airtight as possible. So the bar is to win a World Series. The Dodgers, if they don't think Ferguson's that guy, if they don't trust the two rookies, then it has to be Tanner Scott. It has to be another left-hander that has proven – that they are dominant against left-handers. Yeah, I think that is something that is really crucial for the Dodgers as they're looking at their roster. Look for whatever holes that you can fit left-handed dominant hitter out. Who do you call to? That is a real question yep. right now. Now, that doesn't mean that the Dodgers have to address it during the offseason. It could totally turn out that Caleb Ferguson or Alex Vesia show up to camp and they are just phenomenal. Yep, or absolutely. an Alec Gamboa blows everybody yep. away. John Rooney. And they are on a really good year. Relievers we talk about are volatile. So they could go into the season going with what they have or trying to find some guys let, like a Ryan Brazier type who was great for the Dodgers this past season. They could go into the season. But if they want to address that during the offseason, Tanner Scott is one of those guys who is dominant against left-handed hitters. Yeah, he had a phenomenal season exactly this past right. season, strikes out a lot of guys. He's on one year of control left. He makes a lot of sense for the Dodgers. And it's possible that the, My the Marlins, similar to the Brewers, might want to take advantage because I don't know if they're going to sign him to another contract in free agency. They have a couple of other really good left-handed pitchers. He makes the most sense for the Dodgers to go after if they want to address it during the offseason. It's totally possible for them to just sit back and wait and see what they have, wait to see who is good, who is hot, because it could be also that Tanner Scott might have had just a career season this yeah, past right. season in 2023, and he might not be great in 2024. So the Dodgers have a couple of different avenues that they could go. They could wait and see what the what they have, but this has to be an area that will be addressed at least by the end of the trade deadline this mm -hmm. upcoming season but because they have to have a plan for when they go up against left-handed hitters in the postseason, assuming that they make the postseason. I'm I think we're all assuming that they will. Um when they do that and when they go up against dominant left-handed dominant left-handed hitters, who are they going to call upon? That is one of the questions with this roster right now. Yeah, and 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 the problem is we've seen with the wild card, if you wait, you have so much competition with all the other teams because nobody's out of it now. So every day you wait, your competition for all these guys just increases. So the price goes up. I don't care what anybody says. The price is going up every day that you wait. 
they're cheaper in the offseason because nobody knows exactly what they want, and so you have less competition. Okay, Orioles get Corbin Burns. Some analysts have said comparable package from from uh, D, the D's would have been Bush, Sheehan, Peyton Martin. Would you guys have pulled that trigger? Absolutely not. What's the Bush part of it? Yes, but Sheehan and Peyton Martin, absolutely not. No not, not at all. I, no, I wouldn't have even considered that. Yeah, just for one year of Corbin Burns? Yeah, no. no. And here's the reason why. You know, it's not necessarily value versus value. This is what I always try to tell people about trades. It's not, hey, this team gets this value, that team gets that value. It's fit versus fit, right? The Dodgers don't need another starting pitcher so badly that they need to give up Emmett Sheehan and Peyton Martin at this point. Does that make sense? Now, if they have six guys get hurt and they're still wanting to win a World Series and now all of a sudden – they needed a level starting pitcher because Yamamoto goes down, because Glassnow goes down, because Bobby Miller hasn't been that guy. Walker Bueller hasn't made it back. Doesn't look like he's going to. So if you're if you're headed to July, and it and all hell breaks loose, and you need an ace level pitcher at that point, then yeah, maybe going crazy with the trade package matters. But with the pitching staff you have right now, there's no reason for the Dodgers to go give up that much in return for a, a type of guy you already have on staff. Anybody want to disagree with that, Coach? No, I don't disagree with it at all. Yep. Okay, no, let's I, get I, to some more comments here. And Hep C says, I'll be interested to get Coach's comments on this. People crap on Muncie yeah. for his batting average. I'm one of those guys. The boom and bust drives me insane about Muncie. I think Austin will tell you, though, I do recognize that he does damage. I think a large part of his value – is that he is on a great team full of guys that are always on base when he hits home runs. I think if he hit those same home runs with a lesser team, his value would be way, way, way less because he'd hit a lot more, say, solo home runs, and he'd have a lot less RBIs. And because of that, his WRC plus numbers would come way, way down. So like Chris Taylor, I think a large part of Max Muncy's value is the fact that he is with the Dodgers. But, Coach, what do you think about Max Muncy? I had too many strikeouts. Of course, I, I'm, I'm an old old guy, old school, and you know the strikeouts was a big thing. It always has been to me. I mean, you're not putting the ball in play, but again, I'm not a major league manager. Doesn't seem to bother those people up there anymore. But uh, as far as as far as the way baseball's played nowadays, but it does here in Stillwater, Oklahoma, yeah. on our high school team, and put the put the stinking ball in play, move runners, whatever you want to do. But uh, he do, he does bring pop. He does bring pop, but with that, you also get a lot of pop-ups and uh, double play ground balls. And more than likely, you know, more than, than you should, you get strikeouts. Yeah. So, you know, there's a give and take there. The, the 30 home runs looks good and all that stuff. But, you know, the strikeouts, well, you, you have no chance whatsoever. And I get it. We got major league infielders. They they make great plays. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of ground balls get through the infields. So that's the argument you'll hear on the other side. I get that part too, but, man. You know, I, I I hate the Astros. I'll just go ahead and say that. Mm-hmm. I used to do them when I was a young team, but a few years ago when they won, they they News moved flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, they they move runners. I've got to give them credit. Two or three years ago, I came here the year they won. They actually do, coach. They, they really they do. Did. They move runners. They play even offense. Yes, they play offense. Even Altuve, when he's usually trying to just hit it in the left field seats. But I remember that several times behind the count, they're hitting the ball the other way, mm-hmm. moving runners. You, know, you don't see that. Or, or was it last year we talked about, and 
I remember texting Marty Lee's, our head coach, going, I just saw two bunts. Yeah. The Diamondbacks just laid in the Phillies. Yeah. They had two sacrifice bunts. Trying to win, coach. Me? They're trying to win baseball. See, that, that's what gets me. We're not, are we not trying to win during the regular season? Because nobody's bunting. Everybody's swinging for the fence and popping up. But got down to the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. Oh, my gosh, we're trying to win. Let's, let's move a runner over. So that's the only argument I have, you know. You know, I don't care if he's batting average is two forty. If he's hitting, you know, line, you know, if he's if he's grounding out, flying out, whatever, at least he's putting the ball in play. But the strikeouts are just and that again. I'm just an old man. Nobody cares my opinion. But that's just the way I feel. Do you believe in seven to eight a pitch a bat is a quality at bat? We have that stat. I mean, because you're getting your whole dugout a chance to look at more pitches. Yes. You're yeah. wearing the other. Think, you're getting in the bullpen faster. So, is there a yep. such thing as a quality at bat? as a certain amount of pitches in an at bat to you? There is to me in high school. I don't. I'm not. Again, I don't know what the major leaguers yeah. on how they look at it or the analytics look at it. But uh, seven or eight pitches, uh, if you're getting that, you get like you said, you're giving everybody a chance Muncie to look does at that. it. You're, yeah, you're also getting into uh, the bullpen. You know, I mean, right. As we talked about several times, even on our level case, if you screw my bullpen today, it screws yes. me up for a week because guys, I was going to use tomorrow, I had to use today. So everything gets backed up on you when you start getting into the bullpen. That's the whole idea with that thing. Now you get started. Well, and just pitches. I mean, when you give professionals more pitches to look at from an analytical perspective, like Muncie does, that helps all your hitters, I would have to think. Even if he does, there's no doubt about it. Right. It's going to help him, even if you strike it out. But if he sees, you know, know, three fastballs and one at bat, you know, he's got a pretty good handle Mm -hmm. on him. He's probably not going to miss all three of them. You know, that's not, not that he would see them, but, you know, the lineup we have now. He's probably going to see a lot of fastballs. I mean, because he sure is not going to throw Otani any. So they got they got to throw somebody fastballs, you know. And so it, you know, Muncie may may thrive this year. He may be a forty home run guy this year or more. But so oh, man, that'd be great. Fired I'm, up, I'm wishful thinking. I'm getting wishful thinking there, you know. So I'm getting pumped. Let's go. Are you going to spring training? By the way, are you making your spring training uh, the, trip? The Mike is. I don't I know that we are. Good. I don't know that we oh, are. I go. I go every year. Yeah. Oh, man, I probably saw you out there. I'm ready to go back. I yeah. hadn't been a couple of years, but nothing like Camelback Ranch and a Dodger dog and a bunch yeah, of Dodger yeah. and, and, and a it's much amazing. smaller wallet nowadays, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah, hey, but- Austin, we, we have a comment here. Rourke Stevens, good evening, by the way. He's, Rourke says he's very happy with this offseason so far, but still like to see more starting pitching for the lineup. Honestly, a solid closer. At the back end, I'm not necessarily on the closer thing because I think Evan Phillips can do that. I am strictly on the left hand get get ever whoever you have to get at the back end of the bullpen to get lefties out. I think people are. I, I'm of the opinion that people are stuck on this closer thing. I think Evan Phillips can get the last three outs. I think I think Joe Kelly can get the last three. I think the Dodgers have several people that can get the last three outs. What they don't have right now. That is just slam dunk to me is the left-handed dominator. That's that is to me priority number one for the Dodgers. So okay, if pitching here's a question here from Norm Lee: If pitching is still an issue, why not trade for Scooball from Detroit? I think I know what your answer is going to be there, or Mason Miller for Oakland, Austin. Yeah, uh, I'll just go out and say it: Scooball will not be dealt right now the tigers are in a state where they feel like they're going to be competitive in the american league central and i've obviously i'm a little bit in tigers territory still have a little bit of tigers fan in me very much so 
Uh, and the Tigers aren't right now in a position where they're wanting to give up Tarek Skubal. Although if the Dodgers went out and got him, he's one of the best left-handed pitchers in the game of baseball. And he could be within the next season or two, the best left-handed pitcher in the game of baseball. All the numbers back that up. And just watching him, he's phenomenal. Mason Miller is an interesting name. Not somebody that I had thought of. I believe he's younger from Oakland. Yeah. Uh, one of the pitchers that they just recently called up, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, it looks like he's still got a lot of team control. Uh, very talented pitcher from Oakland system. I think the Dodgers, with where they are right now, they have a lot of young, talented, yeah. right-handed yeah, starting pitchers. He's 25, where, by the way. Um, yeah, and I don't think that he would fill out a need. Plus, with Oakland, they're going to be looking for all the guys they possibly can that are within the early stages yeah. of the pre-arb deals. That's where Mason Miller is. So I don't think he is going to be a fit for the Dodgers. And I don't think that's something that the A's would consider unless they get a whole bunch of young, controllable prospect type players for him. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if getting Mason Miller is going to be significantly better than the young, talented, right-handed starting pitchers that you already have in the system. The Dodgers don't need any more starting pitching, in my opinion. That That is just absolutely not no. a need. I mean, you have too much how it is. You, you've got James Paxton finished it, in my opinion. Walker Bueller comes back, and then the insurance plan is you have Glass now who's been injury prone, Paxton who's been injury prone, Bueller who's injury prone, Yamamoto who's still adjusting. So to deal with all of those variable issues as far as not being able to exactly predict how many innings each one of these guys are throwing. The Dodgers have Nick Frasso. The Dodgers have Kyle Hurt. The Dodgers have Emmett Sheehan. They have Michael Grove. They have Gavin Stone. Then if they need, they have Alec Gamboa and John Rooney who have been starters. They have River Ryan. They have enough starting pitching. They, all of those guys, every one of those guys that I just mentioned are as talented as Mason Miller. And by the way, they're all the exact same age. Matter of fact, Landon Knack's one year older than Mason Miller. So I would prefer – now, a, ter, a Tark Scooball, if he just fell into your lap and, like, they just gave – the Tigers just said, hey, here, take him, right? I mean, kind of like Freddie Freeman. Like, you take that, right? Okay. Every but, single day, yeah. But, yeah, you know, but but the Dodgers are not looking – there's no way they're looking for starting pitching. They weren't They weren't willing to, to go get Jesus Lazardo. When they needed a lefty, they proved to you that they needed a lefty because they went and got the lefty with the exact same profile with James Paxton, right? So they proved to you they weren't willing to give up the prospects when they needed a lefty. So now you wouldn't think they would give up prospects when they don't need anything starting pitching-wise. That's kind of where I'm at. Let's get back to some more comments here. Dustin Dugan, thank you so much for joining tonight. The Braves are just as good, if not better, than the Dodgers. My biggest fear is they go all in like this and never win because the Braves are just better. Coach, that sometimes that happens. I mean, you have great teams, and the margins are slim, aren't they? You know, especially Major League Baseball. I mean, it, it doesn't take long. Like I said, I think it's, I've seen some publications had the Braves still rated as the yeah. number one team in the National League. And th their lineup is outrageous. I mean, I mean, it's just stupid. And they, they got the pitching. They got everything. But, you know, uh, kind of like last year, I think everybody got on the bandwagon. Where they set out, you know, then they weren't sharp and they came back. And, I think, and I they know how to win a World Series. They know how to do it. They've done it. That's big. 
Absolutely. They, they've been there. So the Braves aren't going away. So the Dodgers got the work cut out for them as far as winning the National League. There ain't no doubt about it. And, you know, you never know what the D-backs are going. You know, they had a good run. How's that going to affect this year? Who knows? Because they were kind of up and down last year, even though they were very talented the whole time. So, but, you know, I don't I, – I don't, the Braves aren't going anywhere. So I, I'm, I was kind of like what Michael said earlier. I'm not all sold that it, this is a done deal, but – from the Dodgers' viewpoint of the money they've thrown out there, it's a it's got to be a done deal with them. You know, I think uh, heads. You know, maybe something will happen. I hate to say heads will roll, but you know they don't they don't show in the postseason again. Something's going to have to change. Mike, make a I case mean, like, for uh, why the Dodgers would go out and get Willie Adamas. Well, l- l- let me make a, a quick comment. You know, because this kind of like kind of irks me in a in a way with these comments like that. It's like. Are the Braves really better than the Dodgers? You know, they they have dropped the ball just as hard as the Dodgers have Good the point. last three to Great four point, years. Mike. You know, they were was they were supposed to win it all, and they lost just like the Dodgers did. Same thing last year. You're right. Yeah. You know, Great point. It happened last year. It happened the year before, and the year before that. You know, they were the number one team, and they never made it. And this is a totally different Dodger team outside. You know, I mean, if you yeah. want to look at it, yeah. you know, yeah. from the, from yes. the staff, yes, totally different. You got that big banger right there in the middle of it now. So, yeah. yes, the Braves were were way better than the Dodgers were last year. Yep. You know, but you know, Dodgers won 100 games. Still, they still went into into the playoffs. that was there, and they lost. Exactly the same thing with the Braves. Mm-hmm. They lost in the first round also. So and you got a you know, generational talent there in the middle of your lineup to go along with what you already had before. Dodgers had a good offense last year, had a tendency to disappear at times, but for the whole season, for the for the whole body of work, they had a great offense last year. Just right. wasn't always there when they needed it. But you know, that's that's a major that's major league baseball for you. Here's a comment from exactly. Craig, coach. Roberts is a good clubhouse manager, bad in-game decision maker. Lance Lynn is an example of that in the playoffs. I don't think that was necessarily his. I think that was him and the organization all putting the starting pitcher together there. But I will say, as much as I love Dave Roberts, and Coach, this isn't throwing anybody under the bus because, right. hey, baseball is the, the ultimate, it, hey, let's sit around and talk about it later type thing, right? Yep. So what is your opinion on that? I mean, I, I know that – I think I know. I'll, I'll let you just go with it. Well, before before last year, I would have kind of said the same thing. You know, I, I thought there were a lot of a lot of questionable decisions and clutch situations in previous years, and you know, and of course, I just thought he was phenomenal last year during the regular season. What they were able to accomplish with with what they were had, were dealt as far as the pitching staff, you know, and and you get into the, I liked when the season was over, the general manager and all them. Was, there wasn't one person, you know, it was a total fiasco of the playoffs. They just they stunk. The starting pitching stunk. Everything, you know, nothing was there. That's not just Dave Roberts' fault. You know what I'm saying? I see that why they didn't make a change on that deal right there. But before last year's regular season, I would probably there's several things as a fan, not as a little league coach, whatever I am. You know, looking at somebody <laughs> yeah, else's stuff. You're definitely not but, that, coach. You're way <laughs> <but> too anyway, <laughs> Looking at somebody else's stuff, but I'm just saying, as a fan, yeah, I would. I've had a lot of. I would had a lot of. You know, you know, questions about some decisions and maybe in game. I, I'd totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. All right. As we continue on with some of our wonderful comments here, we have a, a comment from Dustin Dugan. He sees Kendall Williams on social media a lot. What about Kendall Williams? He is in Los Angeles right now, made his way up to AAA last year. 
two seam, four seam, splitter guy also with the slider, not on the 40-man roster. Austin? Yeah, he's not on the 40-man roster right now, but he's moving up this Dodger system. Spent a little bit of time this past season injured. Joined maybe in May, June, Great Lakes. Pitched really well, moved his way up to Tulsa. Uh, and he started to move his way up this organization. He's still behind a lot of guys on this depth chart, especially because guys are on the 40-man mm-hmm. roster. But you see him, he's out there on social media quite a bit he's out there working out he's doing everything he can to build up his profile to try to give himself a chance by the way if you haven't given your buddy uh your family a groundhog day present yet kendall williams i believe is on cameo and you can go ahead and purchase a video from kendall williams a personalized message and be able to give that to one of your friends or family no Kendall Williams, uh, no, he's very talented. Another one Drew in Baker, line. For you these. have the funniest sense of humor. Uh, just a little bit. Uh, Kendall Williams is incredibly talented, and um, I, I'm very excited to see the progress that he's going to make this season. Hopefully, he's going to spend a lot of time in Oklahoma City, although that rotation is going to get incredibly mm-hmm. crowded depending on who they have up at the big leagues and who they have to stare down in the minor leagues. But I think he's still going to get his opportunities, and I I think he's going to try to take the advantage of them. He will, we'll at least, he will at least be in AAA to start with. I would say there's less than a 5% chance he makes his major league debut, and not because the Dodgers aren't big on him, not because he's not good, just because of the massive logjam that you mentioned. Okay, yeah, guys, does even, any of y'all's schedule change when, when spring training starts? Do you make it a point to watch every single game in spring training? I know Austin and I, we turn it on about the sixth inning because that's when all our boys come on, right? Mike, does your schedule change? That is absolutely change? right. Well, it doesn't change. I mean, I'm, I'm there, so I get to see all the games. Um, but when I get home, I really don't pay attention to spring training once I get home. Um, cause I, I'm kind of preparing to get my tickets uh, mm-hmm. gathered up for the, the games that I'm going to be going to in the regular season. DS says Austin Lazardo and Scott trade. I think that coop has flown. Don't you? When the, what, yeah, I think the we, Paxton yeah. deal ended that, don't you? Yeah, I would say that's more than likely closed with the James Paxton signing. Obviously Casey and I made a really good push for Jesus Lazardo, sure Tanner did. Scott trade package. Uh, we pushed for that for quite a bit. I think with the James Paxton signing, as long as there isn't an injury going into camp, I think that is probably unrealistic. And I don't think the Dodgers were willing to meet the price point for three years of Jesus Lazardo. I think they would rather go the one-year James Paxton, try to reach some of that upside, and then maybe next offseason, once Lazardo has two years of control, if he's still on the Marlins, maybe they go after that. I think Tanner Scott is still a very realistic option for the Dodgers, especially because we've talked a lot about wanting to get left-handed hitters out. And one guy that we haven't mentioned and one team that we haven't mentioned that the Dodgers might have to go through in the postseason, the Philadelphia yeah. Phillies, they realistically yeah. should have beaten the Diamondbacks. And they have a the roster that's built for the postseason. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're going to have to get Bryce Harper out in the postseason. So Tanner Scott could be yeah. a guy that there you, you go. get to get Bryce Harper exactly. out. Exactly. That is exactly right, Austin. That is 100% right. Hey, Mike, thank you so much for putting the link to our new Dodgers Daily Discord in the chat. What this is going to allow us to do, guys, you're going to be able to go right on this Discord. You're going to be able to leave comments. You're going to be able to tell us what you want, questions, anything you want. It's going to allow us to communicate 
directly. You're going to be in charge of that as much as I am. You're going to be able to direct chats. We're going to be able to have different types of of live shows we can do if we grow this thing. So definitely check out that Dodgers Daily Discord. Coach, this one's for you. Lux is healthy. He hits over 260. I know you like the bat-to-ball skills and the speed options from Gavin Lux. Do you trust him defensively, though? If he if he hits over 260, I think you have to. Yeah, you know, right. Good if point. He, if he's a 220, 230 guy, you know, you, got, you got to have something. You got to have something. You know, there's been a lot of offensive uh, shortstops. Uh, they weren't great shortstops, but they brought so much to the table. So if we can get that type of offensive production, I think you got to, unless he just totally stinks it up. I don't think the kid's going to do that. I mean, he, again, they're with him all the time. They sold out last yes, year. Yes, that's a great point, you know, coach. I was wanting to keep Trey Turner. I was wanting to go get Dansby Swanson. I'm me and my brother sitting here in Kansas <laughs> City two years ago. We got to go get So him. why did they trust him? There's a reason, right? They trusted Gavin Lux last year. If his knee's healthy, they, I don't know why they wouldn't trust him this year. You know what I'm saying? And those guys know better than I do. They're with him every day. That is a great point. If the Dodgers – hey, it's kind of interesting because the same people that would have to admit the Dodgers do the best job in evaluating talent, developing talent, it's those same people that are evaluating Gavin Lux and trying to give him a chance at shortstop. Yep. Why wouldn't wouldn't you trust those guys, right? It's the same people that signed Peyton Martin to the 17th round, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you – if he's totally stinks it up, I mean, obviously you're going to move somewhere. You're not going to sit there and watch it all summer long. You, you can go get long. Adamus at the trade deadline if you have to. You can go sure, get desperate exactly. and go get him then. Right now is not that time. Right now is to give yep. Gavin Lux a chance. That's what your plan was last year, and it needs to be – why did that need to change unless there's something with his knee, and evidently it's not. It, totally agree. Says, it, it's around him. says he's ready to roll. Let's, well, let's go. Hey, Coach, if you haven't, check out Dodgers Daily and check out the comment sections – and read some of them from Tamatley. I mean, there you'll you'll realize like with Jay and Sean and Tamatley and 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 with Craig and a lot of these guys that comment on most of the videos, it's incredible baseball talk. As a matter of fact, that's how Austin ended up being on the show and Mike as well because they would comment. I'd be like, "Damn, man, these guys know what they're talking. I need to get these suckers on, right?" And then they well, came on. They did a great. I am on the way. You got me on here, like I told you. You have these two guys. I got you on there because yeah, you're pretty, right? And and you have and you sound and you, and you sound like a hit, and people like that, right? <laughs> okay. You got a little hill, yeah, and, a little hillbilly in there, you know. Anyway, I just I just want to make one more point. If you keep leaving great comments, we might have to add you on the show, and then maybe we can have eight different people yeah. on the show. We go. can have a little bit of a Brady Bunch type thing. We can do <laughs> the Dodgers yeah. Dog Bunch. Uh, it exactly. could be a real, real good time. We could have okay. a lot of different input. All right. Tomatley my, brother says, Rex, my brother Rex, well, I need to get him on there. He's a Dodger fan like me. He does Oklahoma State baseball on the radio and wrestling. And Casey Rex. knows him real well. If I if he can figure out – his technology skills are even ten times worse than mine. But if I can figure out a way to get him over here, we'll get Rex. You got it, man. It, hey, you got it. That'd be fun to do. Hey, figure it out. Tomatley is exactly on the same page with me as to why I think Lux has a chance to be a better fit for this team than Adamas. And that's because we have enough power, guys. We have enough swing and miss. I mean, do you really want Willie Adamas and Max Muncy to be the left side of your infield? Both guys – I mean, Austin says this all the time. He's our statistician, right? You got the old coach with Coach Holt. You got the little less old coach with with me. You got Mike, who's analyzed the Dodgers and, and all their prospects for like 20 years now. And then you have the young statistician that likes all the advanced analytics. You got it all right here, right? Okay, so Austin would tell you, you can have one Max Muncy on the club. 
but you can't have much more than one Max Muncie in terms of offensive profile with that type of swing and miss. So to Motley's case for Gavin Lux, Mike, is that he provides a fit that the Dodgers don't have in the sense that he's a bat-to-ball skill type of guy. Would that make sense I, to you, Mike? No, I completely agree with that. I mean, I, I, I have all the faith that Gavin Lux is going to be coming in this year and, and proving his point. And, and I think he's going to come in with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder saying, see, I am the, the starting Good point. Uh, short, shortstop Great point. You know, for the Los Angeles Dodgers. I've been saying this for the past three years that I should be, and I'm going to show you why this year. You know, the set, you know, before he got before his injury, you know, he was he was a decent hitter. You know, I think he might be a little bit slowed up, you know, with his knee injury until it until it works out a little bit more. I don't think he's going to have the speed, you know, that he that he had. But I think he's going to be able to steal bases. I mean, but let's be honest, how many bases did the Dodgers steal last year? You know, they didn't do that much. Yeah, but Adamas you know, only stole five. Yeah, I mean, Lux but, at least stole eight in 2022, right? I mean, which right. he should be stealing 20 bases, in my opinion. Right, but what I'm saying is just because his knee injury is there doesn't mean that he's going to be stealing more bases or less bases yeah, because right. they don't do that much at, at, in the first place. You know, this there. So I think Gavin Lux is going to come in and, you know, because the bottom of the lineup, what is the bottom of our lineup, you know, that that, that we have? I'm hoping, I'm hoping, hoping, are there, I'm hoping Altman's nine hole right in front of Mookie. You know, are we going to be able to produce – you know, when that when that time when that time is critical, you have Otani, you have Freeman, you have um, Smith, you have Mookie that are going to be getting on base. Well, then you got the you know the five, six, and seven hitters that are in there. Are we going to be stranding runners on there because they're struggling? You know, that's there. So I don't think Gavin Lux is going to struggle like that. You know, I think he's going to come in there. I think his bat to ball skills. He's going to put the ball in play. He'll put it in the gap. Especially on this hole. team, because that's what they're going to need out of him. And I think he can. Yeah, yeah. They're going to say, Gavin, we just need you to put the ball in play. That needs to be your role. Exactly. And I think he's going to do that and be a good shortstop. You know, that's there. Because let's not forget, everybody's favorite shortstop is, is who right now, who went to the Rangers. He didn't have his first two, three years with the Dodgers. You know, I remember they trade Corey Seager. Get rid of Seager. It's his first year too. By the way, Gavin Lux has a higher outs above average than Corey Seager does. So, right. from a defensive metric perspective, analytical, advanced analytical perspective, Gavin Lux has been a better major league defender than Corey Seager. Well, my point is, is like the Dodgers stuck with Corey Seager, and they gave him the chance, and look what a player he is now. Gavin Lux has that same potential. I agree. In my well, and two, kind of what my point, what I'm saying about Lux too, Coach, is that it's not, is Gavin Lux better than Willie Adamas? Is, is it his skill set better, a better fit for what this club actually needs out of their shortstop at this point? I'm of the opinion that Gavin Lux's skill set, his speed, his dynamic type of play, his ability to steal some bases, his ability to put the ball in play, get on base in front of Mookie Betts to turn it over to the Cavalry. That was one thing that James Altman said in our interview I'm going to release Tuesday was that, hey, I would like to be the guy that, that's that's being the impact guy, but I understood last year I was the guy that needed to turn it over to Mookie Betts, and so I approached yeah. it that way. Get, who better than Gavin Lux? To, he is the type of guy that could have improved a whole lot last year, but – you know, I looked at a couple of projected lineups. You know, Lux is hitting eight, eight or nine hole. Altman's, you know, eight hole. He's nine hole. Yeah. Whatever you're going to be down there. You know, Lux is a perfect nine hole. You know, a guy who can yes. turn the lineup over and get on base 
you know, lay a bunt down. I mean, that, that's what we're talking about. You know, he's he's not going to be a launch angle guy. We don't want a 280-foot fly ball for now. You know, put he's been a line drive. He's been a hard ground oh, no, he's ball. He's pretty yoked, Coach. Down. He's pretty yoked. You seen him lately? I know. Okay, but go ahead. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't need a 280-foot fly. I sound like a coach again. You know, I, I get with my little guys there. Don't hit those 280-foot uh, fly balls aren't any good. You're not on base. You can't, right. As they said many years ago, you can't steal first base. Nope. So, we got to have you on base. And, and I think uh, – you know, he, he has a skill set to do that. And that's what this team needs. You got to play yes. a big bopper. Yep. You don't need big bopping out of Gavin Lux. Turn the lineup over, get on base, uh, move runners, do your job that way. Let the, you know, let the guy who's got 800 million or whatever, old Tony's got 700 million, whatever, have that guy get up there and do his thing. And, uh, and the guys in front of him are pretty dead gum good too. So the, like I said, the offensive lineup is, is, is is outrageous. You know, it's just it's going to be fun to watch. You know, I think even the days they don't have good days, it's going to be fun to watch because somebody – I think that's going to be the one. difference. The days that they're not hitting home runs, they're going to be a better offense this year than they yes. were last year. Yep, I, yeah, I agree. One through nine, I agree. Hey, Roy, good evening. Thank you so much for joining. Roy's another one that just leaves awesome comments. Dodgers are in a good place, says Roy. We can reassess at the trade deadline. Some of our youngsters might surprise us. I understand what you're saying, Roy. Will not surprise anybody on this screen if they all come out and kick ass. It won't surprise anybody here, right? No, Love those absolutely not. Yeah, we. I say that. I say that because we obviously have a ton of confidence in all these guys. Hey, Austin Vargas and Michael Grove for Devin Williams. Any chance that gets it done? That's from Showtime. That would be interesting. I would do if that. If they were but... able to pull that off, if the, if they would do that, that is a move that the Dodgers would make. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Milwaukee would bite on that deal. I think they would probably wait to see what they could get. Um, and I'd also have to look to see how Vargas would fit on Milwaukee's roster if they're needing Amigo Vargas to play a third base. What kind of some of their holes on yeah. the roster are? I'm not entirely familiar with that. You that is something that you have to keep in mind when making these deals, but I would say that would be an offer that the Dodgers would do. I don't know if Milwaukee would make that trade right now. Hey, DJ Jesse, what's up back to you? DJ says, what's up guys? Showtime. Yeah, there's your to Motley Braves had to step up on us last year. Not now though. We have the pitching advantage. That's the difference. We have the pitching at the top end that we didn't have last year. We have starting pitching at the back end that we didn't have last year. I would totally agree with that. Hey, Nando, thank you for your comment tonight, and thank you for joining. It is Friday night in the big town, and we are celebrating a hell of an offseason for the Dodgers here on Dodgers Dogs as part of the Dodgers Daily Network. Don't forget, if you haven't hit that like button, if you haven't left a comment yet, not in this chat, just a regular comment, please go and do that right now if you don't mind. Dodgers could have offered a better package for Burns, says Nando. I, they could have, yes. Why didn't they? Why, Mike, why didn't why didn't the Dodgers go get Corbin Burns for a better package than the Orioles offered? Well, the, the, they tried going after Corbin Burns last year. Um, you know, they they were interested in him. They were in, interested in him in the beginning of this year. Um, so, I, I I don't I can't answer that question because I don't yeah. I don't know why. You I, know who who. who who knows? Good question. I mean, is, is, is the Paxton deal, you know, why they didn't go after, go after him? I mean, the Dodgers had all this offseason to go after Corbin Burns, you know, and they never went after him. So why, you know? Maybe they just wanted a lefty, Austin. 
it could be very well that they wanted a lefty. So you, I think you have to look at it at various stages in the offseason. We're going to so, go to about 940, it, by the way, guys. That's like nine minutes. We're going to get to the rest of these comments, and we're going to get out of here at that time. How's that sound? Sounds good. Cool. Okay. Yeah, no, I think you have to look at various stages. So at the beginning of the offseason, you could very well see the Dodgers try to go after a Corbin Burns because they were in very neat, very much in need for an ace. As we get later, as they traded for Glass now, as they signed Yamamoto, they got their aces. The starting rotation is starting to be filled out to where they felt comfortable with a lot of the guys that they are going to have for this rotation. Um, I don't... if. At this point right now, especially after the Paxton signing, I don't know if trading for Corbin Burns is going to significantly improve yeah. this team more than what the what the baseline of this talent is. You can only have uh, three Corbin, or four starters in the playoffs. You, I mean, you could have yeah. eight great starters, but you only need three or four, right? And he would have been incredible depth yeah. to have to have another ace to this rotation. It would have been phenomenal. I don't know if he, at, especially after all these starting pitchers, he wasn't the best fit for the Dodgers. They're going to save those trade pieces and go after and try to address a need at some point, whether that's within the past, next couple of days in this offseason, next month or two, whether that's closer to the trade deadline. Okay, so we have a question. Roy says Dave's, Dave Roberts' problem is his loyalty to his players instead of making decisions with his head and eyes. He makes his decision with his heart. Mike, that goes to your point. Combine that with the players not performing like Jansen. I agree with that, by the way. And, by the way, Coach, before we get to Mike, we love Dave. I do think he has his guys, though. You know how that goes. You have your guys you trust. And if you put the, a bunch of guys in your dugout that you trust, that's who you're going to put out there, right? That's the concern with Dave Roberts. I, and I've made that mistake. I, yes, I don't think I don't think it as as a, the big scheme of things that it is a mistake. I think uh, you played for me. I think you have to know that I got faith in you. Yes. I don't care if you're over eight or or make four errors in the first game of the state tournament. You're my guy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with you and and that sort of thing. So I I, I don't think it's totally a mistake in the big scheme of things. But I think not over one sixty two, but in the in the short playoff series, I think it is. I have I have made that mistake yeah. as a, as a coach. I can tell you that. So that that that, that is a thing. Yes. Mike Mike is is Dave too loyal to his guys? I think he is. Yeah. Um. I I think I think he has been, and 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 like Coach was saying, you know, I was the same way. I was really surprised on Dave Roberts' uh, performance last year. I think he did an excellent job. He did kind of revert back to the the loyalty portion of it. Um. You know in the playoffs, you know, in certain portions of the games last year. Um, so, and that's why I think, you know, if, if the Dodgers don't at least make it to the world series this year, there's going to be some, some callings yeah. for Dave Roberts to, you know, to be, um, to be out. Um, that's there, but I, I have confidence in Dave Roberts. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to do great a great job, it, you know, um, I think, you know, it, it, my, my big thing, you know, that I would, that I threw out last year was, Okay, this is the first year in five years that Dave Roberts doesn't have a stacked team. How is he going to be able to manage this year? And that was last year. And he did and his best job. And he did his he best job managing this year. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Good that point. proved a lot to me, you know, that was there. He had all of his pitchers out. He had a whole bunch of prospects that were up there. And I think he did an excellent job. You know, so I have, I do have confidence in Dave Roberts. I'm not the guy in the chat, you know, because I do watch other channels and stuff. I'm not one of the guys that's in the chat saying fire Dave yeah. Roberts all the time. You know, um, I don't, I think we give him a chance. It's there, but 
Again, he has a stacked team again this yeah. year. He made it to the World Series one time, you know, and that was in 2020. You know, he needs to make it to the World yeah. Series, at least an appearance to the World Series this year. Listen carefully because we do not throw shade at Dodgers Daily at all. Whenever we have a constructive criticism, we bring what we think is reasoning behind it, whether you agree with it or not. So this is not shade. At the same time, we're real, right? I mean, hey, we want to win a World Series, Coach. I love Dave Roberts. I love ever. I love winning World Series, and I love the Dodgers more, right? I mean, it just has to be that way, right? Oh, there's no doubt about it. I can, I can tell you, I've been a Dodgers fan my whole entire life, basically. Uh, I'm, I'm like Michael. I'm not the guy sitting there who need to fire. I didn't, even feel, I didn't feel like they really need to fire him last year. Yeah. Uh, obviously not no. last year because he did a great job, but the year before. Yes. Eh, you know, it didn't. It, it was a bad. Weren't look, happy bad about show. some things, but come on, no. right? Yeah. But you know, there's there's a lot that goes into it. You know, even on a high school level, there's a lot that goes into putting a team together and trying to keep it, you know, cohesive during the entire season for 40 games. I can't imagine doing it for 162. But uh, he he proved. That, but but the, the bottom line and the the reality is, and I'm just saying that as a, as a fan, in my opinion, and like Michael said, they don't go the series or win the series. He's probably going to be gone. He's probably going to be the one going to get caught up in the mix. He's going to be gone. You know, that doesn't mean he's a bad manager. It doesn't mean I want him fired, but hey, we're handing you a Cadillac, big boy. You're in, you're in charge. <clears throat> you're driving yeah. it. You know, it, it's, it's time. Yeah. yeah. I, I think this is a really good discussion, yeah. especially because the Dodgers right now in this point of the offseason, when the Dodgers haven't made a ton of moves recently, we're trying to figure out ways to improve this roster. And so there's been a lot of rumors, particularly around Kike Hernandez and Kenley Jansen, the old guard of the Turn Dodgers. Over new league. This is this is the 2024 Dodgers. We don't want to yeah. just replicate the old Dodgers. And I think this is going to be a really important season for Dave Roberts as a manager. He's been an incredible manager through the course of the regular season. He's won a ton of games. Um, and I think he's at a point in his legacy. He has the 2020 World Series. If he wins another one, he very well could be a Hall of yeah. Fame type manager. Yeah. He needs to add this to his legacy. It's amazing so that teeter-totter, isn't it? Hey, we're yeah, talking about possibly being removed. Or, but if he wins one more, he's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's, that's crazy. Yeah. And so this is a really important – last year was a great managerial <laughs> job with all of the difficulties that yeah. he had to overcome. Dave Roberts does have some tendency, tendencies, though, to rely on guys that he feels like he trusts. This year is a new Dodgers team. This is the 2024 Dodgers. We talked about about this show, uh, the, just recapping the offseason – there is a lot of new guys on this club. There's a lot of different faces. And Dave Roberts, as a manager, in order to reach the pinnacle of being a manager, which is a Hall of Fame manager, he needs that one more World Series title at least. Um, he's going to have to go against some of his tendencies yeah. from relying on some of the players that he's relied on in the past. So that's why I think a lot of Dodgers fans are concerned about a Kenley Jansen because we've seen him I rely am. on him in situations that have backfired on the Dodgers. Kike Hernandez, as good as he's been for I the am. Dodgers, is that just replicating the old Dodgers? So this is a big season. This is a legacy-defining season for Dave Roberts, whether it's this season or next yep. season, however long that you want to give him to produce or at least get to a World Series. He's done it in the regular season. It's time to see him prove it in the postseason. And if he does, you could see him in Cooperstown. If not, 
You could see him looking for another job. Yep. Isn't that crazy, the teeter-totter there? That's a great way to put it, Austin. Hey, Tamale has a great comment. The minor league system for us, Dodgers seem to rotate their coaches and coordinators between their affiliates every year, such as Nava, and then it was Austin Chubb the year before that. So I will say they've left John Shoemaker down at the perfect spot. He's the first guy that gets their hand, his hands on him at, at, at Rancho. So he's been there for a while at Rancho. He's perfect there. They've kept Travis Barbary for quite a while at the AAA level, and Henny has been with Tulsa since 2017. So it's pretty much just been that Great Lakes job that has been rotating. And then you've had hitting coaches like Okoye Dixon's gone from Rancho to Great Lakes, and then and then the shotgun went from Great Lakes to Rancho. I do think they do that to give guys different exposure based on who they have coming up. But I think the manager deal has just been simply been Austin Chubb had a chance to touch more people in the on-field coordinator, and he's just such a great human being. He actually could help the organization better that way. Plus, they needed a position to put Daniel Nava in because he is a rock star. And because Daniel Nava is a rock star, you're not going to be able to keep him in a high A position very long because he is just better than that, right? Yeah. The Loons have definitely been spoiled by the past couple of managers they have. Even going back to 2018, 2019, when they were at the low A affiliate, they had John Shoemaker. Then they move on to two years of Austin Chubb, who, as you mentioned, not only is a great manager, but a better human being, just an amazing guy. And then Daniel Nava was obviously a rock star and phenomenal. Uh, I'll be really excited to see what Jair Fernandez is able to do for the 2024 Great Lakes Loons, which Tamale has spent a lot of time yeah. talking and watching yeah. a lot of Great Lakes Loons baseball. I love that about uh, some of the Dodgers fans. Go ahead and check out the Loons as well. Hey, Coach, you are going to end the night for us. We have a question for Coach from Tamale. Do you think shortstop requires a specific kind of personality and temperament, and does Lux, from what we know of him, does he have that temperament as far as how he carries himself? It, it's a, it's a, I think your catcher is more your leader on the field. They handle every pitch of every game. They got their hands on it. They're calling it whatever. But but your shortstop is it, even on our you know send a lot of signals. He's giving a pitcher. So I don't know how the Dodgers do it now or the big league level. Our shortstop gives a lot of signals and. You know, there's a there's a certain temperament that maybe you know I've only got a certain number of trips to the mound, so I need that guy to call timeout and go in there and talk yeah. to the pitcher, or get the lineup set up, or or help us out and get positioning, or go make the right play on the cutoff play. It, it they're going to be involved in more of that stuff than the other infielder. So there's there's the temperament is uh, somebody steady, good, very good defensively with a steady steady men, mental makeup about them that they're going to. Because they're going to get the ball, the most balls hit to them. They're always going to have the most errors because they're going to have the most opportunities, yeah. the most chances hit to them. So, <laughs> they have to have the shortest <laughs> memories. They got to have a short memory, like I told this young man today. Go to the next pitch. It's the same way there. And and these guys wouldn't be at that level. Gavin Lux wouldn't be where he is if he if he didn't handle that already. There's probably no question on that part. Now this is his first time as the the major league shortstop for the L.A. Dodgers. You know, it's a it's a big, big deal. deal. So That's you, a big deal. <laughs> it's a big it's deal. deal. He, he, I don't think he'll change, but I think I, they've got faith in him, and I got faith in them. So, and that's all I can say, man. Hey, Casey. Yes, sir. Let, let's end it with this, and I'll start it. Dodgers and six over the Astros. Oh nope. my gosh! How about that Ooh. for the hot take Ooh. of the night from Mike Solace? Good evening. Ha, 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 ha.